Howdy, friends. This is Annie Fonte, and you are listening to the Badass Soul Seeking Warrior podcast. On each episode, I chat with a different guest and ask them to share their stories about what they were doing before they decided to redesign their life, what they're doing now, and how they navigated through the challenges and events in their life to get to where they are today. What realizations and transformations did they experience? What fears did they overcome? And ultimately, how did they create a life that they love? Hello, everyone. I'm really excited about the conversation I'm going to have with my guest today, Janice Carmina. She is the e-commerce queen bee, but I want to tell you a little bit about her first. She grew up in Northern Ontario, Canada. Her dad was a police officer. Her mom was a teacher. After she graduated from high school, she attended Royal Roads Military College, but she decided that Navy wasn't for her. The Navy wasn't for her. So she transferred to the University of Victoria and received her degree in teaching. So following in mom's footsteps at that point in her life. Around the same time, Janice's mom passed away. And um, she decided she wasn't quite ready to go into a career yet. So she began sailing around the world. Yes, you heard that right. She sailed around the world first by hitching rides on small boats and eventually moving on to larger yachts where she worked as a first mate. Five years later, Janice returned to Victoria with a husband, a puppy, an old motorhome, a Camaro, and pregnant. Then she wasn't sure what she wanted to do, so one of her relatives suggested that she follow in her father's footsteps and look into becoming a police officer, which she did, and she worked doing patrol, traffic, undercover, and detective work before getting injured, and it was during this time that she became an entrepreneur and started to develop and launch two of her own brands using Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and her products are sold through Amazon, Shopify, and ClickFunnels. She then started the e-commerce Queen Bee, where she teaches others how to brand and sell their own products. We're going to talk about all of that today. However, first, Janice, I would like to start by not only thanking you for carving time out of your very full schedule to join us today and welcoming you to the show. And for the audience, the Badass Soul Seeking Warrior podcast is about creating a life that we love, regardless of the transitions we go through in our lives and the challenges that we face. So that's where I'd like to start with you, Janice. At a very young age, you lost a very important person in your life, your mom. What was that like for you and what impact did that have on you at that point in your life? Yeah, so I was in my, hi, Annie. First of all, hi, thank you so much for having me. When you did that intro, thank you very much. It was very complimentary. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, Losing my mom. Wow. This was a long time ago. So I think it's really affected me more this year because I just turned the age on the weekend that she died. So 49. So she died at 49. I just turned 49 myself. So realizing how much life she had ahead of her when she passed away really is opening my eyes right now. But I was in my final year of university. I was out in Victoria, British Columbia. My sister was out here with me and my mom and dad um, were in Thunder Bay, Ontario. So my mom was diagnosed with fourth stage ovarian cancer and there was no symptoms. She seriously thought that she was pregnant. Ovarian cancer is nasty, nasty, nasty because there are no symptoms. She just felt bloated, right? And like, come on, women here, who doesn't feel bloated, right? So 
it was luckily that her best friend was a, uh, is a doctor and the doctor looked at her and said, yeah, there's something more. And she went into the hospital the next day after telling her doctor friend that she felt pregnant and bloated and just yucky. And it was diagnosed the next day, stage four ovarian cancer, straight into surgery, everything out. And she battled it for a good year and a half. And then it came back and she didn't tell us. She actually came out to Victoria to visit my sister and I. We were flying back and forth all the time to her and she came out to visit us. Um, she knew it was back, but she just done. Like fighting cancer is so hard and so brutal that she was just done with how it affected her. And she chose to um, not get treated at the end and just live life to the fullest with her family around her. And that's how she died, which I have to give her that blessing. So you bet. that's very courageous and brave on her part. And I can understand but, that decision. But like you said, when she died, I just, I was just starting my practicum for teaching. I just finished and I was like, life is too short. And that's, I start. I did my YOLO trip. I call it, you only live once kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I, I had a house out here. I was renting. I had enough furniture in it to furnish a three bedroom house. And I looked at my sister. I'm like, I'm going to go traveling. And I opened the doors to the house. I sold everything I owned in one day, except for everything I had in a backpack because it's just stuff. And I took off to Australia, to Darwin, Australia, where I had already had one boat organized. And I sailed on small boats from Australia to Africa, where I switched boats and jumped on another one, sailed to uh, Brazil and up to Tobago, where I ran out of money. And that's when I got into working on the mega yachts. So I did that for another three years. And just like you said, um, after five years of going right around the world, which was my goal, Life was pretty good at that time, but it was ready to settle down. And I got married while I was traveling. I got pregnant while I was traveling <laughs> and came back to Victoria. And then I didn't know what to do. So, wow, what a lot to go through, especially at such a young age. And where you had that light bulb moment, one of them, I'm sure you've had several in your, mm -hmm. your years, but that life's too short. You only live once. I'm out of here. I'm going to go see this big world and what it has to offer me. And quite brave on your part too, a young female traveling by yourself, arranging these, these kind of hitchhiking uh, <laughs> pickup places as you sail over the, the byways and seaways. Um, tell me a little bit about the people you met along the way and what you learned about yourself as you were on the waters for those five years. I think what I learned about myself is you've got that inner strength. And choices are yours, right? You get to make the choice of what you want to do with your life and where you want to go. And the world is a lot smaller than you think. Like we'd be in New Zealand and the owners of the boat would call us and say, I want to be in Alaska for the summer. And I'm like, well, we're in New Zealand in February, right? March. And I'm like, okay. And we would just sail the boat straight to Alaska, 22 days, right? The world is a lot smaller than you think. And you've got to get out there and experience it. The right. amount of people and cultures and like Fiji talking with the chiefs and the villages and giving kava and doing ceremonies with them for permission to um, dock or to anchor in their bays to the history like we went to a place called Paimara and seeing the history of World War II to some of the islands where they did the nuclear bombing and seeing the effects that all the relatives have cancer now like just learning about this world, I think is really important in opening up your eyes to how other people live. I think once again, especially at that age, what a great opportunity for you to really have this eye-opening experience. I'm curious because 
I would guess that there were maybe a time or two along the way that you might have run into some scary situations. Do you have any you can share with us? I've got, I've got two. Okay. So one, we were off a coast of Roatan, so down near Columbia, and this gunboat comes up to us mm. with a bunch of young soldiers on it, 18, 19 years old, could not speak English, and they wanted us to get up on the deck with our passports. And all I remember is this movie I watched where that happened and they opened fire on everybody. Yes. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. So I'm up on the deck and they had a big stainless steel barbecue on. So I'm standing behind the stainless steel barbecue, what's happening? And the captain of the boat at the time, who is only about three years older than I am, he is on the phone as fast as he can with an agent in Columbia who can actually speak English. And I think a lot of bribes went back and forth and money exchanged hands and the gunboat was there for about half an hour and then they just left. But they wanted to board us and the captain kept going, oh no, no. We all kept saying no, but it was a standoff until the right people were contacted. It was a very scary half hour right there. Yes. Yeah. And then the other time um, we were going around Cape Horn. <laughs> so Cape Horn is that wicked, well, it's actually an island, but it's right at the bottom of South America and it is known for the worst weather ever. It took us twice to get around. The first time we went around, we were motoring, but we had some bad fuel and the wind was doing about 90 kilometers an hour, actually, sorry, 90 miles an hour, blowing us, like I was on a 123 foot sailboat, it was big and we were blown sideways. And I remember my husband was the engineer at the time and I was first mate and the main sail started breaking, a park started coming off of it. So him and I had to go forward and I climbed my way up onto the boom and I'm straddling the boom, which is the big stick on the bottom of the sail. Right. So I'm straddling it. The wind is blowing the rain and the mist off the ocean so much. The ocean is blown flat, like there is no waves, just white streaks across of it. And the mist is coming up and slamming me in the face, like pins and needles into my face. And my husband is holding my legs at the time to keep me up there. And we are yelling back and forth and we cannot hear each other because it was like a freight train, the wind. Oh my gosh. So we tried that for about an hour trying to get around the horn. It was like, this is not happening. And the captain made a decision to turn around and we bailed out to get into a safe haven. But I've never seen weather like that before. And were you ever afraid that you just weren't going to make it, period? Forget you know what? How about you? I get questions like that. I feel the safest when I'm out at sea. I don't know what it is, maybe naivety or something, but I always feel safe when I look out at the ocean and there is nothing around me. It's a yeah. sense of calmness, a sense of, I'm good, right? Like what's the worst that can happen? I could, well, anyways, the boat could tip over or something like that, but you have life rafts, you have, and we were all trained enough that we didn't take more risks than we needed to. Right. Wow. I, it sounds to me, Janice, like you might have a good book or two in you. You ever think about writing stories about your adventures? I, yeah, it would be interesting because I do love writing. So, but I'm going to do the entrepreneur, entrepreneur thing because it's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. So you, you've come off the sea after five years of all that you did, which sounds fascinating to me. And you are not exactly sure what you want to do with yourself, but you decide after having a conversation with, I think it was a, was it a brother-in-law? Yeah, my brother-in-law, Mike. That suggested, why don't you do what your dad did and look into becoming a police officer? And you, did you think that was a good idea right out of the gate or how did that happen? 
Well, it was kind of funny because I was pregnant. You remember? I had an American husband who couldn't work in Canada. And so I was doing a little bit of waitressing for a month or so, throwing, you know, slinging beer around just to make some cash. I was living in a motorhome and I needed a job and, but I didn't know what I want to do. And I needed something that wasn't an office job that kept me busy because my, I wanted, my mind just goes all the time. I just need adventure. I need something different every day, right? I can't do the same old, same old. I would go crazy. So he says, you know what? Why don't you be a cop? And I'd raised in a police family. My dad was a police officer for 30 years or so in Northern Ontario. And it took me a little bit to think about it, but I'm like, yeah, I think that would do for me. Yeah, let's try it. Why not? Right. And it's different than some people because some people are like, I knew I wanted to be a police officer all my life. I didn't. It was just a random conversation where Mike says, well, if you don't know what you're going to do, plus I was living on his couch. I think he wanted me out of the house (laughs) every so often. He was just like, why don't you be a cop? And I'm like, yeah. And 12 months later, my son was 12 months old. When we left, I went to the police academy and it was probably the best thing I did because I left my 12 month old son, Josh, with my husband and my husband had to step up. And it was like, see you later. Mama's gone for 14 weeks. Wow. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That must have been hard, though, as a new mom. First of all, there's a lot of emotion with having a little one and your body changes a lot. You're starting a new career. You're kind of leaving someone else's roof and creating your own. And you're you're kind of relying on your husband to pick up that end of the deal. That, that That's a lot of dust going around. Oh, it was a lot, especially when you're at the police academy and you're doing simulations that involve kids because I related to them, mm-hmm. right? Like I put myself in the shoes of the mom or the dad who was trying to protect their child and needed police assistance. So, yeah, but I think it made me a better police officer and I know it made my husband a better father. Yeah. No kidding. The bond that um, he has with my son is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. What's your best cop story? You have so many stories. What's your, what's a good cop story you can tell us? I do a feel good one. Yeah. So I'm a true believer in everybody's equal. We just make different choices. So one night I was going up the road and I pulled over what I believed was an impaired driver, impaired by alcohol. And as soon as I came up to him, up to the window, I could smell it, right? Like this guy was drunk, he was all over the road. So I arrested him and everything. And then when we do an impaired driving investigation up here in Canada, I have to sit with him for a length of time before I can get his breath to measure it, how much alcohol was actually in his breath. So we really talked. Right. And again, what you see is what you get with me. I talk to people. They know about my family. I have no problems talking with anybody I interact with in my policing career. So I learned that he had, he worked at the university here. Alcohol had taken over his life. Um, He was starting to drink on the job. He didn't know what to do and he needed help. Well, I just happened to have my neighbor worked with a rehabilitation service here, right. To help people like that. So I'm like, do you mind if I phone my friend, Trevor? And he's like, please. So I phoned up Trevor and said, hey, Trev, I've got this guy here. I arrested him last night. I released him on a court date, but a really long one. He wants help. Can you help him? Right? And Trevor said, yeah, I would love to. He phoned him up. The gentleman ended up going to rehabilitation. And about six months later, I was talking with our lawyer here, Crown Counsel, yours, I can't remember what yours is called, um, your prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, this guy is making a change. Can we hold off on the court date a little bit and see what happens? 
Well, I get an update from Trevor and Trevor says, this guy is amazing. He went to rehabilitation. He hasn't had a drop of alcohol since you stopped him. He thanks you for saving his life because he could have killed someone that night. He actually hosts Alcoholics Anonymous um, meetings in his house now. And uh -huh. he has started a bike program where he takes old bikes, rehabilitates them and donates them to um, houses for people battling addictions in the vicinity, in the city. Wow. So I was like, well, that's amazing. So then I was able to talk with Crown Counsel or with the prosecutor, and we came up with an agreement that this guy doesn't need a criminal record, right? He right. just needed help. And so we pled it down to just a motor vehicle car ticket, and it totally changed his life. That's what I'm all about. And he phoned me about a year later and said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is what I'm doing right now, and I just want to say I'm so glad you stopped me. Yeah, that's one of those those serendipitous moments where thank goodness you were the person who recognized he was struggling, pulled him over, saw through his challenges and changed the trajectory of his life forever, as well as all the domino effect of that with his family members, with these, these other families who suffer with the same disease and et cetera. So, and then, then, then the influence and the inspiration he has on others. That's a great story. I love it. Yeah, so I like the good stories like that where you're helping people, right? So yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of, of not so good ones, but we'll we'll stop on that one because I like it. Yeah. I think one thing I would love though, I, I like detective work. I, I like to kind of dig mm -hmm. and figure things out. So when it when it it indicated that you did some detective work, I think I would like that. It's kind of that's good. Yes, I actually really like it too, digging into old cold cases, especially. Yeah. Really taking all the evidence and redoing interviews and interrogating people, you know, we're not supposed to use the word interrogating, but really getting down to finding the motive, finding the evidence, and then taking that case through to court. So loved it. But you know what? It's a lot of paperwork. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. They don't show you that in the cop shows. Like yeah. for a five minute, great fun arrest, I'm doing three hours of paperwork after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they need to show more of that in the cop shows. Yeah, they don't show it's fun to watch. <laughs> okay, well now you're you were injured. Were you injured on the job as being a police officer? Is that where your injury came from? Yeah. So it was about one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and I heard over the radio that somebody's laptop was just stolen. Right? He was doing laundry or something, his backpack was there, his laptop. It was stolen, but he was monitoring it on his phone on where it was. He could track it. Right. So I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. I could hear where it was tracking to. So I'm like, I think I know where this person is going. So I tucked my car in and we ride by ourselves. I don't have a partner in my car. I'm totally by myself. And I tucked my car in and I was on patrol. So I've got about 22 pounds of gear on me. And I just waited. And it seriously was like less than a minute. And suddenly this person pops out of the building. He's all dressed in black clothes. He's got his black baseball cap tucked low and he's got a backpack on I'm like well that's got to be him right so I get out of my car I'm like please stop and he looks at me and I look at him and those eyes connect I'm like oh this is going to be bad and the chase is on like he takes off and I'm like okay well this is the problem with having a 20 year old brain and a 47 year old body right you see me I'm just humping it down the road after this guy I'm like okay I'm gonna catch him right so I'm chasing him I'm on the radio saying where I am and what's happening I could hear sirens coming to um, my other partners on the platoon coming and I get he, he goes over a fence he's kind of cornered he can't get out of the area he went over a fence because it was too high so I'm like, okay I've got him cornered 
So I'm at the fence. I'm like, this is, please stop. Just stay where you are. Well, he's got drugs in his system. You could tell just from his eyes and the way he's acting. I'm like, okay, so we catch eyes again. I'm like, uh oh, this is, he's, he's, you can see him calculating, like, can I take her kind of thing? Right. And he always went, yeah. So he comes up over the fence and I go to reach to grab him. Right. We both, we both turn to the right and we fall, like just crash right onto a cement parking lot uh, pavement. I rip all my pants. I got blood everywhere. Luckily, my other partner, he pulls up in his car. He keeps chasing. There's a taser. There's pepper spray. Um, my adrenaline's just going. The guys drop the backpack. He goes down around a building and I'm like, okay, he's going around the building. So I cross the street and he kind of comes around the building into my gut saying, I'm like, please stop. Get out of the car. Anyways, you can see how it goes. But after that, an adrenaline dump went away. I went back to where he had dropped his backpack and I sat down the pavement and I'm like, oh, I hurt something bad. And it wasn't just the scraped up knees and the blood and everything. It was like, I am not in good shape. Wow. And two months later, I was walking with a cane. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up straight. My back, they've diagnosed me with what's called central sensitization, which means my central nervous system is totally out of whack and it operates in a fight or flight mode all the time. So wow. it doesn't matter what I do with my back, it's slamming me with pain stimuli all the time. So that ended my career right there. One foot chase, policing on the road, done. No kidding. Well, um, in the, I teach a live and online course um, as, as a result of a transition that I went through in my life a handful of years ago. And one of the lines in the sand that I came up for myself and I like to share with other people is to view every experience as a gift because that was a turning point for you, right? You could no longer be out chasing the bad guys around the streets. You had to sit down and figure out, okay, what's next for me? And I think this is when you decided you wanted to be an entrepreneur. And one of the things you loved about the police work you did was every change, it changed a lot. No date, no two days were the same. You had to figure things out and you know, you were gonna run into challenges, but that was okay. There was, you always were digging through it. And entrepreneurship's a lot like that. So you were excited to become an entrepreneur. And this is when you started developing your e-commerce queen bee um, concept. And so walk us through that. And you have two uh, products that you've, um, you've branded and you are selling on different platforms. So talk about how this transition happened and how you kind of picked these products and decided how you were going to sell them on these different platforms. Well, I think the, the funny part is I didn't know that anybody could sell on Amazon. Like I seriously did not know. Right. And before I got hurt a couple years earlier, I was kind of bored. So because policing, I was doing two day shifts, two night shifts, four off. So I was like, what am I going to do with my four days off? My kids are older. They were in school. It's getting kind of like, you know, entrepreneurial mind was already going. I just needed more in my life. Right. Uh, my husband was self-employed. I'm like, it's kind of fun. He's got his own business. I'm like, can I have my own business? So I was looking on YouTube and I found this thing called Amazon FBA, which means fulfilled by Amazon. And I was like, whoa, I can have my own Amazon store and sell things. And then I learned about what's called retail arbitrage. And I was like, okay, wait here. I can go into stores, find things on sale, resell them for a higher price on Amazon. And so that's what I started doing. It was so much fun because on my days off, I would go shopping. And I would take the items I found on sale, which was like a treasure hunt, put um, what Amazon requires for me to sell on Amazon. I would send them all to Amazon. Amazon would um, sell them for me. 
ship them, do all the postage and everything. And then I would get money deposited in my account every two weeks. So I was already doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, this retail arbitrage is great. However, when you buy stuff on sale, it's a brand that everybody knows about. Like, so for example, say I've got this coffee cup, right? To go coffee cup and I find it on sale and I ship it to Amazon to sell. Maybe some other people found it too. So there's other sellers on the same listing on Amazon. So you'll see on the Amazon listings on the bottom, right? There's other sellers. Right. Well, we're kind of competing. So we're competing on who the top seller is to, in order to get the sale. I didn't like competing with other sellers. I'm like, there's gotta be a way where I'm the only seller on this. So that's when I discovered private label and other and people in the business call it PL. So I was like, okay, so I can find products from Asia or locally or anything like that, put my own brand on it. I don't even have to manufacture it, put my own brand on it, build up my brand and sell the stuff on Amazon and through other sales funnels or through other sales channels, like sales funnels and stuff. So that's what I started doing. So I have two brands. The first one, um, my family and I were down in Costa Rica for a month. Love that place. Yeah. And my daughter, Izzy, looks at me and goes, hey, mom, you know something weird? And I'm like, what? She's like, well, look around. I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't understand. She's like, there's no plastic straws here. I'm like, and I really started looking around. I'm like, you're right. I'm using a stainless steel straw and there's bamboo straws. And I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. They're very environmentally friendly down there. They're ahead of the game. Um, so I kept that idea in my head and we brought back to Canada and I noticed that Seattle was just starting to ban plastic straws. So again, this was three years ago. So I was like three, four years ago. So I was like, okay, let's bring the no straw challenge to Canada and let's promote people not using straws because my daughter had also shown me that video of that poor turtle, the turtle right. with the straw on his nose. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, it's heartbreaking. I didn't know turtles could cry. Yeah. So that was our first brand. And then my daughter's a unicorn. So we started a whole line of unicorn stainless steel straws. We sell selling them on Amazon. We end up to be 13 products in that line and it's still going nice and strong. Awesome. That was great. Everything's automated. Amazon's doing everything for me. All I have to do is um, bring in the products with my design on them, my packaging and everything. And we talked about outsourcing all of that. I let people do that for me and I sell on Amazon. So that was the first brand. I was like, okay, that was fun. That one's going well. Now what? No. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> so, again, police officer, Canada made marijuana legal. Right. I hate the smell of it. Yeah. I hate it. Like, there's something in it. It just makes my nose itch. Right. And it's not the smoked marijuana. It's the fresh. Like you can tell yeah. when someone walks past me and they've got a pocket full of it or something. Yeah. It's very pungent. Yeah. So I was like, it's very skunky. Right. So I'm like, there's gotta be something out there that we can develop and launch that will help people with that. So then we developed no trace bags, which are small proof bags for people to carry their personal product in. And we launched different products. We include a backpack now, which is great for backpackers to put food in and stuff when they're hiking. So the bears don't come. So no trace bags is another brand that is going strong and we sell on Amazon and off of Amazon through sales funnels and our own website. What a great, what a number one, what a great pivot for you. Number two, this no trace bags. I love it. Not so much for the marijuana. That's I'm not into that. I, I understand the reason you developed that, but for backpacks and campers and whatnot, when they go out into the woods and those bears that get into everything. I love that. Exactly. I, I never thought about that. I actually put my dog treats in it because my go. dog is a hound and she can smell. Yeah. Right? So if I carried in my dog treats, she's not going to rip the bag open because she can't smell it. Great. Or onions or things like that. Yep. that 
so strong. Wow, that's, yeah. that's terrific. Okay, when we talked earlier, you said that it would be fun to walk our listeners or our viewers, depending on um, where people are engaging with us today, walk them through the process of actually getting a product on Amazon to sell. So I have a product I developed. It's called the Beatitudes Kit. Awesome. And it, the components of the kit are uh, a deck of 63 cards that on the back of them have a word. And then it says, be something today. So for instance, this one says, grateful, be warmly and deeply appreciative. And as part of this, I also developed a little card stand where you can pull a card each day and you can put it in the little card stand. So you can put it on your meditation table or your desk or on the da dash of your car, your wherever you might, your bathroom counter, wherever it might be, um, you need somewhere you'll see it. Little travel candle. This is a private label. So it's a, this is private label, travel candle and a journal so you can as you spend this quiet time each day you pull a card you can reflect on the word you can write your thoughts about it or anything else that might come to you during this time the whole reason for me developing this was to encourage people to have that quiet time each day where they don't have a device around them they don't have other people around them they don't have the distraction and the noise from the outside world coming at them so can we walk through putting beatitudes kit on amazon Sure. So okay. I think, first of all, I love your kit. I think oh. people need it. Okay. I think we all need it too. It's, it's why yeah. I developed it. So I'm not going to go through the whole how you developed and how you private labeled right. it and everything. Right. But okay. we'll start with Amazon. Say, okay, now you've got this kit. Now okay. you want to sell it. Right. Well, Amazon is synonymous with shopping. Like if you think shopping, you're going to go to Amazon because right. it's huge and it's going to be massive this Christmas. So what you have to do is you start an Amazon store. Okay. So you have to go on to Seller Central, it's called. And in Canada, I always tell Canadians to start their store in Canada, and that allows them to sell in the States and Mexico also, because our monthly fees is cheaper in Canada than the States. If you're in the States, then you open your account in the States. There's two right. types of account you can have. There's individual and professional. If you do an individual account, then you pay per transaction. So every time Amazon sells something for you, you're going to pay them a dollar um, something for that transaction. Okay. okay. You do a professional account. A professional account is if you're going to sell more than 25 items a month, which you will, right? You might as well just pay the monthly fee. Okay. So okay. I think in the States it's $39.99 a month. In Canada, it's $29.99 a month in Canadian dollars. Okay. So Good. You're going to open your store. So you do your application and then they're going to want to verify that you're a real human. Okay. Right? You don't want to know if you're a fake Autobot or anything like that. Okay. So they're going to want your ID. They're going to want your business number, which is easy just to phone your federal government or right. a, tax ID number. Number. a tax, tax ID number, number for you guys. They're going to need it. Right. Okay. You have to remember you're setting up a real business. Okay. Right. Now, so let me, just for the folks listening, if they're, let's say they're not uh, accustomed to, or they don't really want to go to the effort of, forming a company or an LLC, a sole proprietorship, what, whatever, to get a tax ID number. Can they use their social security number? Yes. Okay. Yes, they can. And that's, and that's your sole proprietor, which means any income you have to report on your own personal taxes. Right. Okay. Right. Definitely. So you're going to start an Amazon store. You're going to just follow the directions. It's really easy. And you can name your store anything you want. It doesn't have to be the same as your brand. Like your brand is B. Be, the Beatitudes Kit. 
Beatitudes, right? So I'm guessing your brand would be Beatitudes or B, right? But your store can be your name and that brand you can sell under it. So if you want to buy other brands, right? Like my store is Van Nile Trading. I sell no trace bags and no straw challenge under that store. Got it. So once you get your store approved, it takes about a week and they may want some more ID or they may, they want a bank account in your name to prove that you're a correct person. Um, and they want a utility bill in the same address. So they really want to confirm that you're real. Okay. It's not hard to do. Okay. So once you have your Amazon store up, you're good to go. So I take the B attitudes kit and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make my own listing. You take pictures of it. Right. And it's just like an Amazon listing. Your first picture will be the box and its contents with a white background. I just take pictures with my phone, but then I send them to a person on fiverr.com who does all my Photoshopping for me. Got it. And it's 75 bucks and he does all my photos so much better than me having to hire a professional photographer. He can do it all for me. So you need a picture of your box and your contents and that would be your first picture. And then I would do a picture with the infographics, which means your contents and listing what they are or the sizes so right. people are very visual so if you're right. putting the words on the pictures i can see exactly what i'm going to buy and then i want lifestyle photos i want to see people using your beatitudes kit i want to see someone in a quiet place with a candle lit writing in the journal i want to be able to visualize myself and why i need this kit okay so those are the pictures and do they allow, uh, just for our listeners and myself as well, th and thank you so much for walking us through this. I think this, if any of you out there have anything that you've created or in some of the ideas that Janice gave us earlier, where you're out at Target at the, or Walmart at the super sale bin and you find stuff that's for sale for $3 and it's selling on Amazon for $20, I think I'd buy that stuff and sell yeah. it, right? That's yeah. the, uh, which one is that? The the acronym retail arbitrage. yeah retail arbitrage okay can as we're on the photo part right now can one upload a video as well or is it only photos allowed not videos until your brand registered okay okay so in order to list you need a couple things too though you need a barcode or what's called a gtin exemption so you know if you buy things you see barcodes i'm looking around what I have here. So I got a bacterial white sphere on my desk. So you see that barcode right there? Yes. Right? You're going to yes. need one of those. Yes, I have that already. But yes, Perfect. I understand. It. Okay. So you can, you have to get a GS1 barcode, or you can buy a third party barcode, or you can get what's called a barcode exemption, GTI and exemption through Amazon. And there's YouTube videos that will walk you through that if you don't want to get a barcode. Okay. okay? Perfect. So once I get a barcode, I make my listing. I'm like, okay, here's my title. You want to make your title and your listing with your keywords. Like what would someone be searching for if they're looking for that box? Okay. So I make my title and then I write my key points, the bullet points. And this is really important. When you develop a product, when you sell a product, you're selling it, you're it's making sure you develop or sell it to the customer, not for you. So what pain points am I going to solve with this product? I'm just thinking Beatitudes kit off the top of my head. So um, solves the need for quiet time, helps you reflect on the joys in your life. Um, help me out, Annie. What else is there? Well, I think uh, I, really almost everything that is sold and that we as consumers consume mm -hmm. or buy in the world, I can't think of one exception, but I'm sure there are a few ultimately what we're selling is happiness or gratification, yeah. right? 
So whether it's a house, a car, a hamburger, a haircut, a pair of glasses, you're, at, you're ultimately selling something that's going to make someone feel better. Feel better or give a status, right? Yeah. So happiness, joy, peace would be Beatitudes words, I think. Um, environment, really, you know, a, yeah. your environment. But when you're writing your bullet points on Amazon, you really have to write it like, why do I need that box? You need to tell me why I need that box. So I have to, right. I have to tell the tell buyers. Me the point. Yeah. Tell okay. me the pain point that that box is going to satisfy in my life. Like what issues am I having in my life that I need that box to solve? Yes. That's how you write your bullet points on Amazon. And then you write a description and I'm all about the story. Tell me the story behind that box because I'm not just going to buy any old box. I'm going to buy it because it's from you. Right. Why did you develop that? Tell me about you. Cause that's what the consumer is looking for now. They're not just buying any old thing. So when I talk about the straws, I tell the story about Costa Rica. When I do no trace bags, I talk about how I developed it. I introduce myself as the authentic character. Hey, my name's Janice. This is a family business. This is why I, let me tell you the background of Beatitudes box. You know what I mean? Tell me the yes. story because I buy into stories. I need that emotional response to buy it. Yes. And that's the key for making Amazon listing. If you can get me emotionally, I am your fan for life and I'm going to buy that box. So your pictures are going to show that your bullet points are going to show that your description is going to show that after you write your listing, then your then Amazon has your listing created. You print out what's called the FinSKU, which is a barcode that Amazon makes for you, right? And it's a sticker. So I print out 30 stickers on a sheet. I cover my barcode with a sticker on there and then they know that's my product. Mm -hmm. Right. So I get credit for it. And then I'll package up like I'll probably do 100 to 200 Beatitude kits in the beginning. I'll package them all up in a box and I send them to Amazon. Right. And I get Amazon partnered shipping, which is really cheap. And then Amazon will take about 30 percent of my fees of sale. So say you're going to sell that box for thirty nine ninety seven. Right. 39.82. I like to pick random numbers when I price things. Okay. Amazon is probably going to take. It's a smaller box, which is easier for the ship. It's probably going to be about $8, $9. And that is a referral fee for using their customers. Right. Um, the warehouse fees, the um, wages for picking the um, item out of the warehouse and the shipping and packaging. Got it. Right. It's awesome. It's, it's not that much if you ask me and it takes it all off my plate because once it is Amazon, you're done. Right. Your only goal now is to get reviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? They do all the work for you, which is great. It's just a matter of us being organized. The, the people that want to take advantage of Amazon, um, getting, getting um, our products sorted out for them and getting all the storytelling and the photos. So that's very enticing and uh, attractive for people to want to consume that. Okay. That's the, so that's, that's a great thing. Now I'm curious for myself and our listeners here, do they have minimums? You can't, I can't just send them one kit. They're going to have probably. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can't? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Especially with retail arbitrage. I would just buy, say I found one thing on sale. I would send them one thing. So that's perfect for all of you out there listening. As you're out digging around and you see things in the world that might be useful for other folks through Amazon. And I presume that Amazon has an app where you can go. Yeah put the barcode on a product you find out in the world and it'll tell you what it's selling for on Amazon. Yeah. So on my phone, it's an Amazon seller app, right? Yeah. So I can, it's, first of all, it has barcodes. So it tells me how much I've been selling all day today, which is quite nice. But in the upper right corner, there's a camera. 
and I can scan barcodes. So if I take a barcode like this, I just scan it and it will tell me um, if it's for sale and how much is for sale. Perfect. So yeah. immediately you have a pretty good idea of what kind of margin you might have with these different products that you find yeah. out. It also tells you, Amazon tells you how much, how much fees they're going to take. So for example, I was just having, I was kind of bored yesterday. So I was in the grocery store and I had about a half an hour to waste. So I was all masked up and everything. And I went into the toy aisle and I'm like, you know what, just for fun, because I still love retail arbitrage because it's the treasure hunt, right? right. My private label is doing great. It's a detective in you. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So I started scanning some toys and I found these toys, dump trucks, cat, caterpillar dump trucks. They're selling for $12.99 here, right? They're blowing them out. But they're selling on Amazon for $55. Oh my gosh. Right? Because a lot of times it's people in the small towns or something where they don't have access to right. big stores that they're buying the items. Yes. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, clean up the whole shelf. Right? I put my sticker on them, which seriously takes me about half an hour to sticker them, package them, and send them to Amazon. And they'll sell them, and it'll be 55 bucks. Amazon was going to take $11 out of that. So at $12.99 plus 11, so 13, say I'm at $24, I'm still making 25 to 30 bucks on every dump truck. That's, that's good. That's good margins. And then I, pre yeah. I presume that you can get the daily and weekly or monthly reports, and you can either put that into your QuickBooks program or use the reports to file the paperwork you need to from taxes and business. Exactly. Well, in the States, Amazon is great because of the Wayfair um, Kate, uh, court case or Wayfair uh, was doing the selling and everything. And the courts, the taxes in the States went after them and said, why is the Wayfair collecting the money right. or the taxes? Amazon's collecting the taxes for, I think it's 48 States right now. So you don't have to do anything. They collect for you and remit it for you down oh there. Oh Amazon.com. Amazon.ca, you have to remit yourself and have your tax numbers in Canada. QuickBooks, what I do is a journal entry. And the journal entry is really easy because it mimics the payment statement I get from Amazon every two weeks. So I can just do a journal entry onto QuickBooks and it enters it right there. And yeah, really easy. You're off and going. Okay. Thank you so much for walking us through this. Now, you also are savvy and teach courses um, through your website about Facebook Marketplace, how important it is to do Facebook Lives if you have products that you're selling or services, um, Instagram, Spotify, all the different social networking platforms as well. Is that correct? Well, that's my YouTube channel. I like to interview experts in those fields, but I do have a course on developing private label like what you did. Okay. Right? And what I've done with my brands. Um, I think when I got hurt, help, being a police officer was really helping everybody, right? Mm -hmm. I really like that sense of, and I know it sounds cheesy, but yeah, I'm a police officer who liked to help people. So when I needed to pivot and figure out what else I was going to do, that's where I came up with the idea is like, let's go back to my teaching degree. I love to teach. Right. So I started doing an online course and teaching people how to do private label, exactly what I do. And I, I, dumbed it right down step by step by step so you don't get overwhelmed and i have a 56 video course with 10 video bonus on how to scale your business and find the right people and outsource so i take you right from not knowing anything um, not even knowing that you can sell on amazon to finding your product getting product ideas finding where to get the manufacturer where to find it so you put your brand on it and right to scaling and that's at ecommercequeenbee.com 
Very good. So folks can go there, they can click on the box that says learn about how to do this and watch your videos and get themselves rolling in business in within hours, really. I keep the courses low. It's less than a thousand dollars. It's 749 Canadian, which is like what five bucks American or something like that right now. <laughs> uh, but I also have a free boot camp because I want people to know that yes, this is what they can do. So definitely log on. You can go to a free boot camp. It's applicable for Canada and the States. It says Canada on it, but just ignore the part about the taxes. That's the only difference. You can right. sell on both marketplaces and that's exactly what I do. I sell on Amazon Canada and amazon.com. So I'm a full proponent of taking a course, finding a mentor to help you through this and learn from my mistakes because I made plenty. Yes. And I tell you stories. And again, like I said, as I told you my brands, I'm totally different Amazon seller because most Amazon sellers will not tell you what they sell. I have no problems with it. Yeah, which is great for all of the listeners and viewers out there. Please take advantage of this. I'm going to put all of these uh, webs, um, Janice's website, as well as all of our social media, how you can follow her and watch her YouTube channel and everything in the show notes. Take advantage, go to her website and take advantage of this free course that she's offering, this boot camp that she's offering. You also have other freebies I noticed on your website. You can get a the, the scent proof bag. You can get a freebie of that I noticed on your website. Is that still the case? You can get a free smell proof bag in the States or Canada. You just, I just ask that you help me with shipping and handling because that would break me. Yeah, but definitely. It's at notracebags.com backslash free. And I'll tell you another thing, and you mentioned it a little earlier and we, we kind of skated over it, but I want to swing back to it. This year, probably more than any time in history, Amazon or online purchases, given the pandemic that we've all experienced, everybody in the world experiences together, people are going to want to shop online more than ever, correct? It is going to be massive. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, is going to make some serious cash. And you know what? Why don't you get a piece of that pie? Right. The time now is to start your Amazon store, sell your stuff, find other stuff to sell, make yeah. some money. It's there for your taking and it's fun to do. Yeah, so everybody out there, if you if you have a little entrepreneurial itch and you kind of like, especially anybody who likes to shop, why don't you go out there, get your get your big old shopping bag and mask up and go to the bargain bins and Targets and WalMarts and anywhere really, and uh, start to start to make either a second stream of income for yourself or take a taste of being becoming an entrepreneur or this who knows you might be in a situation where you really aren't crazy about the vocation that you're currently in and you need to make a change or you've had something happen in your life you need an extra stream of income you're no longer able to go out into the world and work you have to do it from home all these things give you the opportunity to pursue those avenues which you know this is this is what i think is great about having this conversation with you today janice is yes we were given this thing called covid but the way i look at it wow, were we given a huge gift, an opportunity to look at all the possibilities of how we transition and change the way we operate and do business in the world. So let's take advantage of it, right? I totally agree. And I think the big thing with COVID too is the amount of time we're spending with family. Yes. I'm really a lot close to my family and friends right now, everybody who's in my COVID bubble. And selling on Amazon has allowed me to do that because as soon as I have my laptop, I can work anywhere. Anywhere. Maybe my laptop and a Wi-Fi or I hotspot my phone. I'm actually moving onto a boat right now. So it's coming full circle where I'm moving my family onto a boat back to the ocean. I can sit on my bow of my deck on the deck 
with my laptop and work. And that's what selling on Amazon has allowed me to do. It's given me that freedom to go on a date with my husband, to go hang out with my kids because Amazon is selling for me 24 seven. Yes. Right. I don't have to do it. I've always said, if we can create a handful of ways, even one way where we can make money while we sleep, got to do yeah. that. Right. That's passive income, man. The other thing is you're doing a disservice. And I talked to many of the women out there that are listening to your podcast you guys have amazing product ideas and you're yes. doing us a disservice by not getting them out there because I'm sure the product idea that you have is going to make my life easier. So please get it out of your head, manufacture it, get it out there. It is not as hard as you think. Go yes. through a course, find a mentor, whatever you need to get that product in existence. Because I always tell a story four years ago, three years ago, my sister and I were sitting on the couch and we were big into getting a drinking vodka soda at the time because it was only six <laughs> calories. It was our drink and we call it a Voso. And she was like, Oh my God, can you imagine if I could can a Voso? Remember this is three, four years ago. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to call it a Voso. I'm just going to make this brand. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Now look at white claw. It is massive or nude. Or I'm just like, Krista, can you imagine if you had launched Vosos like four years ago? Huge. So please get those product ideas out of your head. It's easier than you think. And, and again, you're doing a disservice to the world by not sharing it. Absolutely. Don't be the person that says, oh, I thought of that three years ago. Now look, it's a multi-million revenue stream for someone. We I still agree. bring it up and shake our heads. Go for it. And, and the other thing, and this is kind of swings back to the Badass Soul Seeking Warrior podcast, the things I like to talk about. Don't compare yourself to anybody else out there. Don't think you're not smart enough. Don't have those conversations with yourself. Don't think you don't know what you're doing. There is, if, if with a laptop or a smartphone, if you don't go out and research some of these things, that's on you because the knowledge is out there. It's your willingness to take advantage of it, embrace it and do something with it. So don't, I always say to people, don't die with a book, a cure, a beautiful building, a piece of art, a, a conversation inside of you. Get it all out there. You know, now's the you're time. Right. 100% Annie, get it out there and it yeah. don't get overwhelmed by the idea of it. It's just step-by-step step, day by day. And you'll be surprised in like three months time or something, what you have achieved. Yeah. It's like start today. And it, the other thing I like to encourage people to do is I take pictures when I'm starting these crazy projects and what it used, to, what it looked like when I had it in my mind and what it looks like today and all the steps along the way, because once you've hit a home run once, you know how to do it. You just exactly. step up every time you step up to the plate, you may not hit a home run each time, but you know, you can. Yeah. So. That's why I tell people you're only one product away. It's, yeah. You're one product away from whatever you need in your life or whatever you define as success. One product. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Before we wrap up once again, thank you for that. And like I told you um, all in the audience, I will put all of this contact information so you can learn all these things that we just talked about from Janice. Let's talk about what's next for you. It sounds like you're getting ready to do a boat thing again. Yeah. I'm getting tired <laughs> of living in a house. Yep. I get a bit antsy, right? And I want to, I'm tired of my kids locking themselves up in their bedrooms and just gaming the whole time. I'm tired of it. So I'm like, fine, we're going to move on to a boat. Um, we'll have Wi-Fi on the boat, but it's time to get back to the ocean around me because I'm very calm when I'm around the ocean. Very, yeah. it's, it's, I need it, right? So we just bought a 78 foot boat. It needs wow. a total renovation. We picked it up in Alaska and brought it down. 
and we renovated it and it's got five bedrooms so all the kids will have a bedroom on it and my husband and I are just having the time of our lives. My daughter is 13 right now so as soon as she graduates uh, high school and is out of here because I'm a I tell my kids that when you graduate our gift for you is a plane ticket anywhere in the world you want to go. Yeah. Right. Go traveling. Go see the world like I did before yeah. you decide what you want to do. So as soon as she's out, um, my husband and I are going to take the boat. We don't quite have enough gas. My, or we can't carry enough gas on it to get to Hawaii from here. So we're going to go up and around because I haven't done that area yet. And I haven't done Thailand, or Philippines yet. So we're going up Alaska across the Bering uh, Sea. Yep. Right there where the land bridge was down Siberia, Japan, cruise around there. And then we're going to go hang in the Philippines and Thailand. And the joys about doing e-commerce is I can do it from my boat. So it allows me to actually still work when I want to and have fun and see the world. And what a great, what a great educational opportunity, not only for you as adults, but your children and the people you're going to meet. It's better than, that's better than sitting in a classroom any day, I think. So um, it'll be fun. Do you have any idea the, the duration of this trip for yourself? Oh, I'll be gone for a long time. Yeah. The boats are home, right? So it will be years and years and years. Yeah. Good for you. Well, we'll have to stay in touch. Well, you'll have to do like a little documentary on the boat through your YouTube channel so we can stay in touch with you. Definitely. So, all right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Janice, for your um, time and energy today and all the great advice that you shared with us. And like I I said, just for a second. Yeah. Okay. People listening to this podcast, I tell everybody this. I love the information that Annie gives us and the value she gives us. They need reviews please drop down, give her a review. It's so hard to ask for reviews yourself, but I love Annie's podcast. She does a great job. So how to give back is just chuck a review in there. If you've got some type of value out of this, cause it means so much. And it means that more people are going to be able to access and see her podcast and get more value out of it. So thank you so sorry much. To interrupt. Yeah. And all of you who end up starting your businesses, stay in touch mm-hmm. with Janice and I, we want to know what you yeah. or create and how you sell it and the I see your journey yeah. well you know we all we all are here to support one another become a community of people that are making a difference in the world and and serving and you others tell me when that box you have is on amazon so i can buy one i have friends that need it for christmas i will definitely do that for you for sure awesome. all right you take care and we'll talk again soon thanks everybody bye, bye. That's a wrap on this episode of the Badass Soul Seeking Warrior podcast, where we focus on creating a life that we love. And until we meet again, stay true and be you.